hello and welcome to show some respect Tom Whitcomb is talking episode number 49 the first time I've gotten the episode number right in a long time I keep thinking I've done way more of these than I have I have a long way to go to get to 100 that's the goal for the year it's already fair but haven't made it to 50 yet but Tom you only do one a week oh I know the maths doesn't add up in the slightest but we're going to see what we can do, try to get the 100 by the end of the year. It is a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to have you here. As always, you know, show some respect. Tom Whitcomb is talking the only podcast that does not espouse the benefits of mindfulness or meditation, you know? You know how that's just a, a, a standard, it's just a standard part of podcasting now. At some point over the 90 minutes of somewhat thought through conversation, you're going to have to talk about how meditation impacted your life and really changed the world for you. That's just, that's, that, I don't know if you guys are aware of this as listeners. That's just built in to the terms and conditions on both iTunes podcast and Spotify. If you're going to do a podcast, especially if you are a, a creative of any point, of any, of any type whatsoever, at some point, you need to talk about how transcendental meditation has changed your life for the better. Um, despite the fact you, you still do battle with some substance abuse problems, but they were way worse before you downloaded the Headspace app. Use the code, show some respect for 10% off for the Headspace app. Headspace, pretend that life is getting better. It's, it, I just, I don't know. I was listening to a, a clip on an Instagram reel recently between a comedian and a podcaster, and this is how, this is how it went. Uh, the podcaster goes, so mate, have you, you, do you ever, you ever had like a, you ever had like a really bad bomb which is such a great question. No one ever thinks to ask that question. It's like sometimes I'm like, can someone just ask me? Can somebody please ask me, have I ever bombed? And what do you do when someone heckles? Because I'm just dying to give out the answer, but no one thinks to ask. He says sarcastically, "I have." It's the same. And you know what? You'd think you would think if you've been asked that question nigh on a million times, you might spend two minutes thinking about a good answer, and yet I never do. When Dan Muggleton and I did our tour of Australia, I, I say our, his tour, and I opened up, um, we used to do a Q&A at the end of it, and that was always a question, tell me about the worst time you bombed. And at no point did I ever think, maybe I should have an answer to that question instead of fuddling, you know, just fudging about on stage for a minute, trying to get a laugh, not getting one, and moving on. That's, uh, but no, no, I didn't do that. Did not do that. Anyway, the guy asked, so you ever, you ever, you ever, is it, does, does comedy ever not go great? Does that ever happen? Or what do you think? You ever tried to make a stranger laugh? How about 30 of them? And they've just seen nine people who do this professionally. Have you ever tried that? You, anyway. And then he goes, anyway, and how has meditation impacted your life? Like, fuck. All right. We all know about it. Okay. We all know about Andy at Headspace. We're all very aware of how our life could... We're all very aware of how anxious we are all the time and that there is a solution and has been for millions of years. We, we all know. Can we just leave it, please? Could we all just move on? Meditation, I mean, seriously. There's so, the fetishization of Eastern cultures that we, we do in the West, it's just no good, you know. Oh, but, but what about mindfulness? Have you thought about Zen? Have you heard of the Buddha? The Buddha didn't know how good he had it, all right? Well, the story of the Buddha, a prince who lived in a castle who just couldn't help himself, had to go out, see some lepers, and thought, oh, this is the real world. No, go back to the castle. Do you know what those lepers would have given for your bed? 
and instead you had to go sit under a tree for 30 years just to show off? How do you have even that much spare time? That's only, It's like, you know, all those artists in the 16th century, they could only become painters because someone was paying for them to eat every day. You can only really become a Buddhist if you already know that you don't really have to stress about where your next meal is coming from. Is any of this making sense? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I've tried. I've tried the meditation thing so many times. So many times. I've tried and I've given up. But it's not, you know, what. this is what I think. Meditation isn't impressive. What You're just going to sit around and stare into the middle distance for, for, for minutes at a time like some kind of sociopath. And we're like, wow, so, so wise. He's so impressed. No, that's not. You know what's impressive? Capitalism. Capital. You know what's impressive is seeing a man sitting quietly by himself and thinking, you know what? I reckon there's an app in this. Impressive is Western civilization looking at an Eastern spiritual practice that has been practiced for, for thousands and thousands of years and thinking, you know what I see? $3.99 on the app store. I reckon we can turn this into a business model. Siddhartha Gautama never thought that far ahead, did he? He just gave it away for free like a moron. No, 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 no. Let's put this into the Silicon Valley experience, all right? We need to turn this into something you can do on your iPhone. If we're really clever, maybe we can make it into a subscription model. Someone's paying $11.99 a month for the benefit of sitting quietly. This is, this is the world we live in, ladies and gentlemen. It's great to be here. Maybe if I meditated more, I wouldn't be so cynical about everything all the time. But I'm not going to find out. What do I have to talk about to you guys today? Well, look, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you all because you you deserve that much. Oh, boy. I've got the book, all right? New new listeners of the podcast. Anyone who's tuned in since the start of 2023 will know, wow, Tom's really stepped up the professionalism on this podcast this year. He started writing things down. It's unbelievable. I mean, he might even think about listening back to some of these at some stage. And I have thought about it. And I've always thought about it. And the answer has always been, yeah, nah. So, um, but look, I'm, do, I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm, I was going to say I'm doing my best, but I'm, what did I just say? I'm not going to lie to you. going to give you the truth. I'm doing uh, uh, something. I'm doing, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. You can't deny that. I am doing it. It's, I've only missed one Tuesday in about two years and even that. Oh, no, that's not true. I took a break over Christmas. Look, let's not split hairs here, guys. I have half a, I have half an A5 page of notes and God. To look at this and think 30 minutes, I just don't, I don't see it. I have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. I have 18 words written down. <clears throat> so I need to average out at about 90 seconds a word. And I've already tucked off meditation and capitalism. So I'm, I'm two words down. And I've got seven and a half minutes out. So look, it's looking all right so far. Two words, seven and a half minutes. At this rate, this could be an hour long episode if I really labor a few of these I have arrows as well. I have little arrows between words, you know, that sacri- you know that they replace the word at or to. Um, so chuck a couple of minutes in there. We got a we got a, an epic episode today, guys. I'm going to tell you a little bit about my gig that I did in Newcastle last night. I went to both Newcastle and Canberra in the last three days. Never set foot on a plane, why would you? Nor any public transport. Just just on the road, on the open road. You know, just burning emissions. Uh, so uh, that's that's good. Um, the thing after that, oh, I don't know about that. And then I, 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 uh, I'm going to talk to you about the UFC that happened 10 days ago. You know, 
Important to be topical. And um, then what else? I've, I'm talking about Chris Pratt for some reason. Uh, and then I've just got written Daily Mail, which is my cue to open up the Daily Mail Instagram. And to be fair, got to say, it is a shit hot day for the, uh, for, for, for the Daily Mail UK. There is some great, awful news in here. And not a single mention of Turkey or Syria in the first one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seven. Uh, oh, here we go. Well, there is okay. So to get to the first post about the thirty-five thousand people who have died of an earthquake in Syria, you have to go through three, six, nine, twelve, fifteen, eighteen, twenty-one posts until they mention uh, the Turkish Relief Fund. And even then, really, the story is about Charles Camilla, Kate, and William making donations. So you know, look, is it? Is it the greatest news source? I mean, I do think... So. No, yes. Yes, it is. Sorry. It is... Sorry, I, I froze that as a question. I should say. It is the greatest news source. Dailymail.co.uk. Man claims he's in an intimate relationship with multiple balloons. What do I think about that? Let's find out in about 15 minutes' time as I really try to stretch out all 30 minutes of this bad boy. Thank you for tuning in and listening. It's been a good year the podcast it has the listenership is growing you're telling your friends you're telling your mates are you making are you putting in a review have you put in a review for the podcast if if and and if you have is it positive because if it isn't maybe delete it but if you've got something nice to say chuck it on go to the spotify app go to itunes go to the podcast app leave a review leave me five stars and uh, and you know you know <laughs> you know how you're always trawling through podcasts reading reviews to find out what to listen to you know, you, that's always the way, isn't it? You're just kind of browsing through the app, just doing it like it's a, you know, like it's a, like it's a restaurant on Yelp. That's how people look for podcasts. They look for what's well reviewed. That's what I've always felt. So, um, in saying that, it does help because uh, then they put you on those charts. And uh, oh my god, you should see. You can. There are iTunes podcasting charts that are so niche. Like I am in the podcasting. Let's have a look at this actually. So podcast charts. Australian stand-up comedy. Uh, there's a top 100 podcasts. I mean, there's only about 112 Australian stand-up comics, um, and yet there is a top 100 best Australian stand-up comedy podcast chart. Um, number one, Joe Rogan Experience. Okay, the bar is low on Australian, I take it. Um all of these, uh, we, we have to get to number 15. Oh, the Inspired Unemployed are fourth. Who needs to hear, who, oh my God, who wants to listen to the Inspired Unemployed? Who sees the Inspired Unemployed and think, you know what I want from these guys? An audio medium. You know what I want from these two guys who dance in high-vis vests on on, on TikTok and, and, and Instagram reels? I want all of the personality but none of the visuals or music of these guys who got famous doing TikTok dances. Oh my God. I'm so, I'm trying not to let my true feelings about the, my peers in the entertainment industry, let alone the ones who are so much more successful than I will ever. Two tradies who dance and TikTok are more successful than I will ever be. Do you know how that feels? I just, I don't, is that a comment on me or society? What are we doing here? How much meditation do I have to do to forget that, that the Inspired Unemployed are number four on the goddamn stand-up comedy Spotify charts? 
fuck me. I hate the, like, the inspired unemployed, yes, I've watched the videos, they're good fun. The fact they are so successful is an indictment on all of us. We should all be ashamed of that. The, it's a podcast, a podcast of the inspired unemployed who got famous from dancing. But what do they think about the world? That's what I want to know. Oh, my, when did we ever start listening to tradies about anything? But because two of them can dance, suddenly we want to hear their opinions every week. My God. Jesus Christ. Ugh. Ugh. All right. Well, you know what I've learned? I'm not in the top 50. So why did I bring this up? Why do I do this to myself? <sighs> it's great to be here. Um, hey, uh, if you want to hear more of my uh, perspectives on the world, because, you know, you don't want to hear from two successful working class gentlemen. You want to hear from a middlingly successful uh, upper middle class gentleman from a private school education who's had very little adversity in his life. That's what you want to listen to, I think. That's what I would want to listen to um, because it's me, you know. Uh, I, I'm what I want to listen to. Um, other people talking just tends to get in the way. So if you would like to, hey, I'm on tour almost. I'm going to, I'm going to be in Brisbane this weekend actually, Friday, Saturday night. I'm in Brisbane. Any of my uh, Queensland listeners come on down to the Good Chat Comedy Club on Friday night. I'm headlining, which is very exciting. I'm also headlining BYO Comedy on Saturday. Uh, so that'll be great. Come along to that. And then the uh, March 14th to 20th, I'm going to be in Adelaide as part of the Adelaide Fringe Festival, my first Fringe, which is pretty exciting and equally scary. And then April, April, uh, I believe, 8th to the 22nd or thereabouts, mid-April, I'm going to be in Melbourne for the Melbourne Comedy Festival. Please, you can get tickets. I'll put another link in the bio. You can come along. We'd love to see you there. Um, what am I What am I even talking? I'm just so angry about the Inspired Unpo- Podcast. They dance. They got famous for dancing. Why would we... It's like, you know, it's like if Britney Spears' backup crew started a podcast. Why are we doing this? Oh, God. All right. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's an audio medium. They did everything with... Anyway. Um, it's, so I did, a, I did a gig in Newcastle last night, uh, which, was, which was great. I don't even know how that much to spoke about. The Newcastle Comedy Club, by the way, Fantastic! Love that place. Would highly recommend getting out there as, uh, as 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 best you can. Like I drive two hours just to perform there for, for ten minutes, and it's always great. I had a really really good time last night, and I went there a couple of weeks before, and it was great then as well. I'm thinking about. I'm actually. I got a mate who's there on March fourth. I might be up there again. I'll keep you posted. Should that be the case, um, but. Uh, I got to say, like uh, <laughs> the one thing I did want to talk about about doing a gig in Newcastle, there was a, a an Indian gentleman who was on the lineup, and I kind of missed the start of his uh, set. I was kind of just I was getting changed, I was putting my suit on and everything, and then I came back in, and he was doing um, like an a, an impression of a, an Uber driver, and uh, he was doing like a really thick Indian accent, like a, a real like real Apu vibes. Um, I would I want you to know. I would do an impression of it, um, but I'm very bad at doing stereotypical Indian accents. It's not that I'm against doing stereotypical Indian accents. Um, I have no moral quandary with it. It's just I'm bad at it, okay? So I want you to know it's not because it's not I'm afraid to do it. It's not because I think there's anything wrong with doing it. I just can't. Um, but maybe I'll work on it. I've always thought, actually, I should do more accent work because it's very doing accents is very funny. You can't deny it. Russell Peters made a career out of it. Um, doing accents 
And obviously, the list of accents that you can do is rapidly shrinking. I mean, I would really just have to focus on white accents. German, Swiss, uh, I mean, Italian, I think, is probably okay. Some, maybe some more kind of like Scandi ones. Um, a, a couple of different English, you know, north, south, east, west. I think that would be, that'd be worth, worth being able to do. Um, and uh, I, f I feel like there was a time when I used to watch a lot of Geordie Shaw and I was quite good at it. I was quite good at the Geordie accent. Um, and, and, and you know what else? I'm also not going to do that now. I'm just going to talk it up as if I were. Hey, here's a fun thing. Would you, why don't, I would love this. Get, let me know. Here we go. Here we go. Crowd interaction, audience participation. If you listen to the podcast, shoot me a DM on Insta. What accent of white people would you want me to, to work on? And I will. We'll, we'll go through this journey together. That's one of, by the end of the year, I'm going to have a rock solid accent of a white person. All right, let's come on. All right. I don't, I don't, I don't need to hear Japanese. All right. I don't need to hear Chinese. I don't need to hear uh, anywhere in Africa. None of that. Let's be fucking adults about this whole thing. White accent. All right. White accent. And even, you know, I mean, class is okay. Maybe it would be kind of, you know, tra uh, travelers, if you know what I'm saying. The people we used to call gypsies, and sometimes we still do, but we don't know. You know, you, you, if you use the word gypsy in conversation, you do kind of pause and just look around and be like, was that, was that okay? It's a little experiment. Throw it out there, just like, a, like you're fishing. Throw the line out and be like, uh, yeah, he's like this gypsy. Look around. Was that, was that okay? Was that okay? Okay, keep talking. Keep talking. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Um, tell me. What, what, I'm going to work on an accent this year. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. And here, even, all right, here's, here's I'm going to work on an accent. Here we go. This is great stuff because I am blown away by how good this thing I'm thinking of right now is. Give me an accent, any, any dialect, any location, any group of people, as long as they're white. And I am going to work on it over the next kind of 12 months. And I promise at my 2024 festival comedy show, I will do that accent somewhere in the show, okay? So if it's Welsh, if it's Scottish, if it's, uh, you know, Geordie, if it's South African, I've always kind of wanted to do the South African one. I can't quite do it. I've always enjoyed it when people have. Um, I, I, will, I will work on it. And by 2024, I'm going to do it all around the country. It's going to be great. And you're going to be like, that was, that was for us. That was for us, all right? We, he did that for me. I was the one who told him to learn how to sound like a Norwegian person for some reason. I wanted to say Nigerian, but he made it very clear that that was off the table, so I went with Norwegian. Um, <clears throat> it's, uh, yeah, give me, what was I? Oh, I was, I've gone full. Newcastle, Indian guy, doing a very, very stereotypical Indian accent, reenacting his Indian Uber driver. And I, and I had a long thing. I was like, is this, is this okay? Like, this is kind of sus. Like, he was real Apu Nahasapim Pedalan vibes about this guy's accent in, in describing an Uber driver. And I was like, I don't know whether you... I know he's Indian, but I kind of... And then it turned out that was just his accent. That's just how he spoke. And I was like, oh, no. I was the problematic one this whole time. This wasn't... No, he wasn't being stereotypical. He was being accurate, uh, by which I mean authentic, by which I mean himself. Because that's just what he sounded like. And here I was... White Knight being like, I don't know whether you're allowed to say that about your people. Oh, no, that's you. Oh, I'm so sorry. I am so... He... Oh, 
I look, I don't think it's okay that just because it's an Uber driver, they were in, oh, it's, oh, all, you were an Uber driver. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I'm so sorry. Isn't that great? Isn't it great the way that we do that as white people? We're like, hey, 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 hey. I know this is your struggle, but uh, as someone who's never experienced struggle, um, I think I'm qualified to, to delve in here and tell you what you can and can't do for the greater good, all right? I've got a little bit of distance from this problem. You're too emotionally invested. You're at the center of it. Just you, you we'll be right back with a, a couple of, of guides on how to best handle this because I think if uh, there's one thing we have proven in the Anglo community, running things right up our alley. So uh, <clears throat> anyway, um, last weekend I was watching, is this, I mean, look, here's what I feel about this episode. A, a little bit all over the place, but still pretty good <clears throat> is how I'm feeling. Keeping the ball in the air, keeping it moving, clicking, we're going. We came up with the accent thing. That's fun. It's, uh, I don't know, sometimes I think, a friend of mine listened to the podcast for the first time in a while, and he was like, man, it's gotten so much better. Like, yeah, the, the, the pace is good. It's easy to listen to. It moves quickly. And, and I've really tried hard this year to just, just keep, the, keep the ball in the air, keep the ball bouncing, keep moving, moving on, moving on, moving on. And I'm like, is this enjoyable to listen to? Or am I just inspiring panic attacks across the, across the nation one episode at a time? Hard to know. Um, anyway. Hey, you know that thing I said I was going to do, keep the ball in the air, and then I go and do the opposite? That was what that sounded like. UFC last weekend, Alexander Volkanovsky. This is Alexander Volkanovsky, for those who aren't aware, is the number one ranked pound-for-pound pound fighter in the world. And he's Australian, out of Western Sydney, and yet no one knows who this guy is. It's so annoying. It, it really frustrating. Imagine that the greatest cyclist, runner, football player in the world was Australian, and yet... 80% of people didn't know their name. Isn't that bullshit? Just because, just because the sport that he involves himself in is technically a, a felony if you did it on the streets, that all of a sudden, it's, it's less respect. It's not fair. It is not fair. But I'm not going to talk too much about the UFC, although I do love it. I love the UFC so much. It is my favorite. This was the joke I used to tell for those who aren't aware. Um... I don't know if you heard it. I think I did my... When did I do it last? I don't know if I ever recorded it, actually. Maybe I could record it. Um, I love the UFC because uh, it's such high stakes. And it is. It's massively high stakes. You think about what they are fighting for. They're fighting to, to, to survive in the ring. Like, you know, the, the, the threat of being knocked out is the biggest risk in sports. Like, no goalkeeper in football has ever... Uh, no, 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 no... Fuck... Here we go. No football player has ever scored a goal so fantastic that the opposition goalkeeper forgot the names of his children. And yet in the UFC, every weekend, every weekend that's happened. Was that worth it? Who knows? But what I want to talk about the UFC. The UFC, I have never seen... The, the amount of sponsorship and advertising in the UFC is insulting. It is like... I, I've been watching the UFC for nigh on a decade now, and yet somehow, despite all the odds, have never been tempted into buying a single can of Monster Energy drink. Now, maybe it doesn't work. Maybe that advertising doesn't work if your parents are still together. Maybe that's what it is, you know. 
the, the, the idea, staring at a 7-Eleven fridge, first of all, you find yourself in the energy drink section and you, and you have ever had to wear a tie to work and not to a tribunal, then all of it, already you are out of your depth. If you're looking, if you are above the age, if you've finished high school and, or, and, and you didn't even drop out and you're standing in front of the energy drink section of a 7-Eleven and on, on purpose... On purpose, I don't know. I already, I'm. I don't know if I can help you. And if you're thinking, well, Red Bull is four dollars, but Monster Energy is three fifty, and it's twelve. Who's who sees a can the size of a Monster Energy drink of anything? And I was like, that seems like the right volume for me. There is nothing, unless it is water. There is nothing you should be drinking that much of uh, that that you can get from a Seven Eleven. All right, beer maybe. Any anyway, the 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 advertising at the UFC of Monster Energy drink and terrible films and but uh, not Moderna, Modelo, Modelo, brewed for a bright fighting spirit. The uh, Modelo is like a like a Corona for people with less class, I believe. Um, that's why they're watching the UFC, like me. Uh, there's so much, but. The one that they were pushing last weekend on a pay-per-view, it must have come over, was the movie Cocaine Bear. Is everyone across the movie Cocaine Bear based on a true story? Let's see if I can pull up the synopsis of Cocaine Bear. Uh, I'm sure we must be aware. It was kind of like this meme. Like when it came out, people were like, I can't believe this actually is being made into a feature film. After a 500-pound black bear consumes a significant amount of cocaine and embarks on a drug-fueled rampage, an eccentric gathering of cops, criminals, tourists, and teenagers assemble in a Georgia forest. That's a movie that has actually been made. The budget was about $40 million. 40, somebody, somebody heard about a movie called Cocaine Bear and was like, well, I do have a spare $40 million kicking about. Why not? This will make its money back. And then you think about, I wonder if they count in that budget the amount of money they spent just fucking shirking it on the UFC. It's so, oh my God, this is the inspired unemployed of movies. The Cocaine Bear is just, it's its as if, it, sometimes I think that they're, they're just, they've just, they've just gone to making movies based on random word generators. Just two, two words. Give me an adjective and give me a noun. Cocaine... Bear. Okay. First of all, cocaine, not an adjective, so the, the generator is broken. But uh, but I think I think this has legs. I think it has four legs, and they're moving quick because it's high on cocaine. That's this is this is a movie worth making. Oh God. And look, you know, uh, all I need to hear is two positive sentiments about this movie, and I will probably see it. So I'm no better than the rest of you. I'm a little better than the rest of you. But for the most, uh, at least I have the self awareness not be proud of it. But. Uh, Proud of going, not proud of being better. Of course, I'm proud of being better than you. Um, but uh, the other, the other thing that struck me during the UFC podcast, um, as I was contemplating Cocaine Bear and reading the, the plot synopsis, was um, the, uh, the, the, the 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 Chris Pratt. Okay, so when you watch the UFC, what happens is in the corner they pop up with all the little tweets of people who are watching the UFC and have hashtagged UFC two eighty four whatever. And uh, and a lot of the time, it uh, a, a lot of the time it's like people who are in maybe journalism for the UFC 
or who are big fans of it, who are like commenting on the fight as it goes. This is a great fight, fight of the year contender. Round one went to this guy. Tight decision, don't know who this is going to go for. Chris Pratt, during the UFC broadcast, has tweeted, all caps, fights are on. Hashtag UFC 284. Fights are on, he's felt the need to tweet. Chris Pratt has sat at home with his phone by himself, TV on, and thought, I should tell people fights are on. I should. It, you, people are going to be expecting me to let them know. Fame does crazy things to you. Fame does cra- To think, Chris Pratt thinking, hey, I was on Parks and Recreation. People are going to want to know that I know the fights are on. Yeah, I, I, have, I was in three Marvel movies. They're, they're going to want to know that I know that the fights are on. I should really let the... The, the idea that you... What was, what's Chris Pratt about? What a strange career. If I told you that there was... that If I told you in 2015, hey, somebody on a famous sitcom is going to be the lead of Jurassic Park, a Marvel movie, the voice of Garfield and Mario, and marry a Schwarzenegger. You'd be like, well, which which five people are you talking about? No, 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 no. Same guy. Same guy. Voice of Mario is also going to be the lead of Jurassic Park. Okay. Is he Italian? God, no. Does he pretend to be? Not really. What the the Mario movie is? I'm just I'm I, I'm just feeling over. Why fights are on? We know the fights are on. If you don't know the fights are on, you probably don't care about the fights. And if you didn't know, you're not waiting to hear from the comic relief of Parks and Recreation about whether the fights. Fame does crazy things. Fame does things like convince you that even though you started your career by dancing on TikTok, you should start a podcast. That's what fame does. You know what else fame does? It makes a lot of people listening so they get to the top five of the charts. Meanwhile, this, with a bona fide comedian with between 40 and 60 fans, doesn't, doesn't, even, doesn't even register. Not even on the charts. Unbelievable. Oh, well, it's, uh, it's, been, it's, been, it's been an episode. You can't deny that. You cannot, you cannot doubt that this has been an episode. Um, let's just, let's finish things off. Look, it's been 30 minutes uh, I've, I've, I've fulfilled my contractual obligations. And look, I'll be honest, I've had a good time. I've had a good... Do I want to reflect on this? Not really, but I've, I've enjoyed it. And uh, look, let's just go through a few Daily Mail headlines, right? Because personally, I judge my news sources on two things. Number one, uh, do I ever have to read the article? No? Fantastic, you're through, okay? Give me everything I need to know in a picture and a headline, and let's leave it at that. And then so later, I can say, hey, did you guys see? Did you guys see how Bruce Willis's family announced that he has dementia? And they'd be like, really? Oh, my God. And, and, and how long has he been died? Has he known this for long? I have no idea. I, I literally, I, lo- I saw a square. I saw a square on the Instagram page, and I moved on. Um, number two, uh, do, does this news source tell me of anything that has any impact on the world at large? No, that's two from two. Fantastic, you're my new news source. I don't need to know anything about... I don't need to know anything about earthquakes in Syria and Turkey beyond how the royals have responded to it. Have the royals donated? That's all I need to know about. 
You know what I want to know? I want to know about the man who engaged to a rag doll who says his fiance is pregnant. That's the news I want to know. And that's why I'm here on the Daily Mail Instagram, along with the 1.5 million other followers. I mean, at least I have this comedy scene to follow the thing. I don't need, I need to, I need to know this is coming. Um, this is, all right, here, let me, let's do, let's do three. Let's do three headlines from Daily Mail uh, and, and take, let's do three headlines and collectively take your IQ down at least, I reckon, nine points. Three points per headline. Um, I like this one. Miracle Child, 11, dies just days after twisting his ankle on a treadmill. That's, I mean, the word news gets thrown around a lot these days, doesn't it? So, f- few few things I'd like to point out this particular headline. Miracle Child is in inverted commas as if they're being sarcastic, which I do like. Miracle Child 11 dies just days after twisting his ankle on a treadmill. Miracle Child. (laughs) Yeah, Miracle. Does that sound like a Miracle Child to you? I don't know. Sounds pretty unlucky to me. Oh, boy. I mean, there's an article I don't need to read. and I don't need to read it. Uh, A photo of an Australian starfish that looks rather X-rated is going viral. Oh, yeah. Uh, Now, what what you're looking at, now, what you're going to imagine is a, a starfish, five five points, as is the starfish's way, unless it's a Jewish starfish, in which case six points, if it's a starfish of David, and uh, that's pretty good. To, 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 for that to sit in the 33rd minute of this podcast, if you're still around, you, man, you, you've done well. You've, you, you've stuck around and you've, and you've benefited from it. You have been rewarded for your loyalty. Starfish of David? Starfish of David. That's... Let's see the uninspired, unemployed come up with that, you know. Um, all right. Uh, now, if you can imagine, it's a it's starfish with five points, and uh, and I'll tell you this: the points of the stars kind of look like penises, don't they? <laughs> they sure do. They should. Now, I don't need to tell you guys this. Obviously, this photo has gone viral. We're all aware of it. We're all we're, we've all seen the photo of the starfish with the penis tips, um, uncircumcised. So you know. Not quite the starfish of David, but um, look, give that one a look up. We've already talked about the rag doll that is pregnant. My goodness. It's just, okay, here we go. In the first nine articles, we have both man claims he's in an intimate relationship with multiple balloons, man engaged to a rag doll says fiance is pregnant, and Bruce Willis' family announces he has dementia. It's been a big week. It's been a big week for mental health issues in the Daily Mail, because that's where I go to understand the current state. Of the, of the cultural psyche. And uh, oh, let's do one more. Scorn lover can name a cock... Scorn lovers can name a cockroach after their ex for Valentine's Day and... Scorn lovers can name a cockroach after their ex for Valentine's Day and feed it to an animal. What does that mean? I don't... Oh. Feed your ex to a lion this Valentine's Day. You know what's great? You know what I love about the day? There's not even a link to articles. They they know damn well you don't want any more detail than what they've given you in six to ten words. Um, compare that to my podcast where I've turned 18 words into 36 minutes of content. Um, look, is, are we going to leave it there? Are we going to leave it there? Can I Give me one more. Give me one more terrible headline, Daily, Daily Mail. Um... Now we're in earthquake territory. That's less fun. Oh, my goodness. Madonna fires back at comments over Grammy appearance. Jesus, she looks like Marilyn Manson. That is that is confronting. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, 48, slammed over romance with Eden, 19. Romance, also inverted commas. Miracle romance. 
woman trapped in body of eight-year-old breaks up with 26-year-old boyfriend. Oh, God, that's too much. Woman trapped in body of eight-year-old breaks up with 26-year-old boyfriend. I Okay. Oh, God, there's too much internet. It's too much internet for a Sunday. On the Lord's Day? I can't do this. All right, guys, I think it's going to have to... Oh, God. I feel like I... I feel like I owe you a palate cleanser after that one, but I just don't know if I have it in me. I'm just not... Okay, wait a sec. We got it. We can't leave on... We can't leave on 26-year-old in the body of an 8-year-old with a boyfriend. Okay, wait a sec. All right, I'm back. Here's what I've done. Uh, it, I, 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 that was too That was too much. That was a little bit too much. Couldn't leave you on that. Uh, such a, a poor taste in your mouth. So I've gone looking on the internet for a good joke. I've found one. Are you ready? All right, here's, here's, here's a nice little palate cleanser. A police officer knocks on a man's door last night, shows him a photo. He says, excuse me, sir, do you recognize this woman? He says, yes, I do. That's my wife. And the says, well, it appears she was hit by a truck. And the man says, oh, well, she has a great personality, though. That's pretty good. I enjoyed that. I don't know if you did. I had a good time. We don't even remember that horrible Daily Mail article. It's uh, It's been a pleasure as always. Ladies and gents. Mostly gents. Thanks for tuning in. Tell your friends. Spread the word. Congratulations on making it to the end. And I will see you next week for yet another episode of Show Some Respect. Tom Whitcomb is talking.